Pig Girls, Reproduction Programs, Interspecies Wet Dreams. Wow, have we got a book for you today on panelism. Panelism, a podcast where we talk about the comics and graphic novels worth having on your shelf. I'm Todd A. I'm Taylor Trask. <laughs> so you got a funny preview of what I'm going to talk about today on the show. And you said, what is it with you and these weird <laughs> comic books <laughs> right before we went live? I mean, it's like you had the top canon god X-Axion stage one or whatever the hell that book was called. <laughs> yeah, I, I did tell you about the book that, that uh, I'm talking about today. A while ago yep. and i i mistakenly described it as i was like it's i think it's sort of about furries and you had a you had a very very visceral reaction to that yeah i'm not a big furries fan man i think i i i think furries should permanently be a second class citizen and uh, <laughs> it, was, just... it was yeah you were very furrist um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. this is not a book about furries. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I should just jump into it. We've we've already chuckled about it. So uh, I think I, so. What, what no, is it? No what's use it doing chit chat. <laughs> what's it called? What's the title? Yeah. So the book I'm talking about is uh, called Unnatural. Um, it is written and illustrated by Mirka Andolfo. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. She is an Italian artist. She wrote it, uh, uh, drew it, colored it, everything. Like this is you know, such a definition of creator owned and controlled project. Um, it's published by image. It's still an ongoing series. Uh, it started releasing last year in 2018. Um, oh, it's that new. I didn't yeah. realize that. Okay. But so a couple of asterisks on that are, um, so the first volume came out in December, I think, which is just four issues. And, what I understand is this entire story was previously published in Italian and she is just doing a translation into English, but I've had the hardest time sourcing that. Mm. Like that's what I heard when I was, uh, uh, started reading it and I'm just not, I just can't back that up exactly. So I, 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 I'm sorry that my, you know, my Googling fell short. Um, but yeah, that's what's, uh, <laughs> Those are the basic biographical details. Um, let me give you the back cover, which is Leslie is a simple pig girl. She loves sushi. She's stuck with a job she hates, and she lives under a brutal totalitarian government, one that punishes transgressors for anything deemed unnatural. She dreams of something different for herself, but those dreams are becoming dangerous. Oh, it does say this Italian hit series by Mirka Andolfo. Um, so she's done a lot of like American big two work. Um, and I believe, uh, mostly as an illustrator for like Wonder Woman and Harley Quinn bombshells. Um, the back cover continues. This will transport you into a colorful, but terrible world full of anthropomorphic creatures, but light on personal freedoms by way of a breathtaking plot that travels between thriller and fantasy with a hint of sensuality. So it sounds like you're reading like 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 I often joke that you and I are sort of sommeliers of um <laughs> of, of comics and graphic novels. That sounds just like a, a wine label. Like yeah. it just it, it oh my god. I will yeah. ask you right out of the gate though. 
one yeah. thing that popped in my head was Animal Farm. Does this sort of have the political allegory Ooh. attached to it that Animal Farm does? Not not just because she's a pig girl, a simple pig girl, but just that idea seemed to kind of pop up as soon as you read that. What a crazy connection. Um, I hadn't really thought of it, but yes. Mm. Um, ding, 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 ding. I, I mean, it's not, you know, it's definitely not like a retelling. It's, it, it's its own thing, but that is interesting for the animal elements and the uh, totalitarian elements, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, so, yeah. So, and, and also I primed you that there, there's uh, even within this first volume um, there is, there are a lot of like there's spoiler territory immediately. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil at all. I'm just going to try to give you the, the pitch and let you pick it up and decide for yourself. Great. Um, it was definitely not what I expected. I think I shared with you one of the variant, covers from issue number one like well, well, look wait. at this thing i'm sending yeah right there what did you expect well so this variant cover was a naked woman with a curly q pigtail like sort of where a tramp stamp might be on her back and a pig nose um and i i, I think maybe her ears looked a little weird but it was from the back so you just see a naked pig girl like um like sitting on her, you know, like on her knees. And Todd uh, thought, she, sign me up. I think she was like embracing someone. And I see this in the comic book shop with that like parental advisory sticker that's, you know, totally voluntary, but the comic shop, you know, puts it on like, hey, if you're over 18, like it's in yeah. a bag. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to be over 18 to open this bag. But they'd put the sticker right over what I would delicately call uh, the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, you know, immediately I was like, what are they like? What do they have to block? Did that really appear on the cover of this issue? It doesn't not in that like graphic form. It was just very uh, delicately placed in this area. Um, But it was, you know, right away. I, uh, this was recommended to me um, by my friend Lainey uh, way back in last summer when we talked about punk rock Jesus on an episode Um, later on, I'd ask her what she was reading. And she said, Oh, you got to check out the series. I love this artist. Um, And, I started picking up the separate issues uh, and I remember opening the first one and kind of reading a couple pages and going like, what the hell is going on? Um, There is like naked sex, like right away. Not like, you know, not like uh, X rated or anything, but there, Mm -hmm. there's like two naked bodies. um, And, you know, and I read a couple pages and went like, Oh boy, I don't, I don't know about this. And, but then I bought the second issue having not, completed the first one and then of course bought the third one and then of course bought the fourth one. Uh, but by that time we had decided to read it for our book club. I did not actually read any of those issues. And when I was getting on a plane in December, I thought, you know what, I'll get this on comiXology. There was some sale or whatever. So I bought the whole volume on comiXology quickly determined I could not read this on a plane or in any <laughs> public space, <laughs> but I did read it that week and really loved it. So it's, it's hard to say what my expectations exactly were but they were i i just you know i thought it was going to be i actually thought it was going to be more of a weird erotic story and it kind of you know kind of surprised me that was from image but you know in those first few pages i didn't get a sense of like where you know where is this going um i clearly did not even i must have read like four pages or something because mm-hmm. uh what's happening is leslie the pig girl um, it, it basically lives on a planet. I mean, we, you can assume it's earth. I don't remember that they call it anything else. It's just like our earth. They are all sort of humanoids. Um, but, uh, 
That sounds oh that sounds very much like but wait that sounds kind of saga-esque sort of i mean saga uh, is definitely playing with uh uh you know the uh, like these like yeah saga it's like everything is unexpected you know okay. it's not okay. like an earth that you recognize there's a you know but there's there's definitely like I, I guess on Saga, the difference is you assume these are the same species with different features or something. And in Unnatural, it's very clear that they are not the same species. That's a very weird word for me that Got comes it. up in Unnatural. Like they're very against hybrid <laughs> breeding and mm-hmm. interspecies or yeah, interspecies relationships. Um, and it's not sci-fi. It's like she gets mm-hmm. on her scooter. She buys CDs. She eats sushi. Like this is, it's just, you know early 2000s kind of culture like she's just you know it goes to her job and so this whatever. isn't this isn't a far future where evolution nope. has taken okay this is just no, like an there's alternate, not, it, there's, alternate in fact there's yeah no explanation of that at all uh, okay. and <laughs> what is that kids movie with uh with the cop that's a rabbit <laughs> the cop that's a rabbit Oh my God! Everybody. Oh, oh, Zootopia. That. Yeah, it's Zootopia, basically. Okay. Oh, so um, there's not any humans at all. No, no. Oh, okay. I mean, these are okay. the humans. Got it. Um, so w- what we learn is that Leslie's turning 25. It starts on her birthday. She awakes from this. The opening pages that were sexual is this erotic dream she keeps having of this encounter with this anthropomorphic wolf. Um, and you know, she wakes up, her roommate's waking her up. Uh, her roommate's name is Trish, just so I don't forget that name. Um, and they, you know, they talk about her birthday and like uh, Leslie's worried about what being 25 means, but she has to get to work. And, um, we, so then we, then we're presented with this like really interesting, like hilariously colorful, like sort of what you can imagine is her watching a cartoon, um, infomercial, which is about the reproduction program that this planet has or this country has or whatever that the government has instilled, which is basically if you have not married by the time you're 25, they mandatorily uh, 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 enlist you in a reproduction program to find you a mate. Whoa. And it's basically done like computer dating. Like you were sent uh, an email to an app that you are required to join. And then you are matched up and you have to go on that date. And the catch here is that you have to date within your species and you cannot date the same sex. Whoa. So, you know, at once it's like very obvious that this is, uh, you know, a, a, like that the themes of this are sort of freedom of choice and your, uh, you know, body autonomy, uh, you know, racism and sexual oppression and this, this government sort of leading all that. I mean, that's, <clears throat> you know, very clear, but it's not that the comic itself, like that the story itself deals with that and like, like really confronts it. I mean, they're all upset by it. Mm-hmm. Um, le- it turns out that there's also a tax. So it's like, if you don't get a mate and you don't get married to someone of your species, um, uh, well, first of all, it's very clear that if you are in a, a homosexual relationship or an interspecies relationship, you will just be like an outcast. You know, it's one of those things where that like an oppressive regime is definitely branding you, like a, you know, an, an outsider and, and, a you know, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of the, <laughs> you're basically a suppressive person at that point. Sorry, <laughs> Taylor and my Scientology vocabulary comes out. You're a, you know, you're the other. We're not, Hey, real quick for listeners who don't know, we're not Scientologists. We just love hating them. So we, we know all their vernacular and everything too. So I don't hate them. I hate them. I will say <laughs> that they, I mean, I, it, it, if you, if you're an ex Scientologist, you know, I love you, but if you're, if you're still in it and you 
I say that because I don't want people thinking, wait, are they Scientology? Yeah, yeah. We didn't no. mean it in that way, of course. No, no, no. Um, you're an apostate, basically. There we go. It's, yes, it's, uh, yes. So if you... Uh, but it's, you know, it's worse than that. It's, it's, it's very, you know, uh, it's very clear that like you will be ostracized in a very racism kind of way. Um, but the, the, the flip to that is like, so it's not really an option to marry someone outside of your species or, um, or have a homosexual relationship, but, uh, you will be taxed if you are not married to the same species that like this incredible tax hits you when you're, when you turn 25. So this is Leslie's 25th birthday. Um, on which we meet her and, you know, kind of, she kind of has this bad day at work. Uh, we meet her, <clears throat> her other like BFF who's, uh, um, oh, I can't remember the, the animal he is, but they're all different animals. Um, but he's sort of like a, like a goat looking, uh, man, uh, named Derek. Um, <laughs> sounds and, like the beginning of a funny Python sketch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> My name's Derek. Um, I'm a goat man. Yeah. He's a, <laughs> Uh, uh, Trish is kind of like a mouse girl. So they, you know, she has like big floppy ears and, um, like a little mouse nose and, uh, yeah, she has a tail and, uh, Derek is like this goat. He's got horns. Um, and what Derek has been trying to arrange with Leslie is she wants to set Leslie up with his boyfriend who okay. is a pig boy. So it would, they would be the same species. They would get married. The, you know, reproduction program would sign off on it as a legitimate, um, a union. Mm -hmm. Derek would still have to pay his taxes. Uh, but you know, he would know that his, his boyfriend was protected unless it was protected. Okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's a classic like beard sort of scenario, you know, to the, to the, uh, you know, prejudiced family. Um, so Le- Leslie's afraid of that. You know, she's like, but if they found us, you know, if they, if this, it's like the green card scenario, I guess is a better example. You know, the, mm. if we if found out we would be criminals and he's, you know, points out to her like, Hey, look, you're a criminal just for having those dreams. Like you are getting to this, you know, this point of like illegality with your yeah. fantasies. Um, so apparently all her friends know about these crazy wet dreams she has about this uh wolf man well wait um, that brings up a good question is is like thought crime a thing in this world i don't you don't get the impression that they that there's any way that they're actually like reading the thoughts okay it's just sort of um it's like a catholic yeah, it's mean, like it's, if you think it it's still a sin yeah or it's very okay. much like um uh, you know the uh, the i guess we would say the more oppressive um uh, days uh, of prejudice against homosexuals, like even in our country where it's like, even if you're not exploring that curiosity with another person, like if you just checked a book out of the library or you bought a, a certain uh, okay. magazine or went to a certain movie, like that might put the authorities on your trail, you know? So for example, I mean, uh, I, I, I won't say any spoilers about it, but later on she does uh, find a book that's about just this very thing happening and so it's very, you know, it's very intriguing to her. Like, oh wait, there's, you know, like there's other people talking about this. Like, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah. So Derek has this setup for her. Uh, she's having this terrible day at work. That Derek and and she work at the same place. Their boss is this alligator man, and he's screaming at them, and he's very like lewd and suggestive towards Leslie. And he's made all the women dress in these like skimpy little outfits, and of course that doesn't make her happy. And um, they sort of make fun of her weight. Uh, she's a little chubby. And so they, you know, they're like, yeah, you can't squeeze into our new uniform and uh, it's a bad day. And this is her birthday. So she, you know, comes home. She's uh, in the bath, of course. Um, 
Uh, I mean, I say, of course, because it just feels like <laughs> whenever she's nude, she's having like some fantasy like this. Um, and her roommate again surprises her and her roommate has brought sushi for her birthday and they have this happy dinner and they're like, she's feeling better. And then just then uh, she gets an email on her phone and she looks at it and it's the reproduction program. And they found her like on her the very day she turned 25. Wow. So she has to join the app. So chapter two um, really concerns her experience, like joining that app and having to go through uh, it, it almost turns into like a reality show. Like they are, uh, you know, making her, um, look her best or something like, it's almost like dating reality show. And actually I shouldn't have just generalized chapter two. That's what just happens after this. You know, she's, mm-hmm. she's entered into this sort of, yeah, dating computerized dating thing, you know? So they're squeezing her into tight cocktail dresses and they're messing with her hair and she has no choice in it. And it's like, you know, what's going on. She, it's obviously, it's just like hell. You know, it's just these people in her personal space and uh, not giving her any choice in the matter. Um, and then she winds up on this date with this like hunk of a dude and he says all the right things, you know, and it's like, you know, he thinks it's awkward too. And, um, and, you know, that's, that's where I kind of have to stop the description because okay. things, okay. I, I mean, you, you might, you might gather from the way I stop it at that point that like things don't go as expected, but you can almost expect that they don't go as expected, but they just take a couple of crazy twists. <laughs> can I, can I ask a very, okay. Yeah. This yeah. Is a potentially spoilery question because as, as soon as you stopped it right there, my mind went, okay, this is one of those stories where, you know, they fall in love and then they, you know, they get kept Maybe the, the government keeps them apart or something, or they have to like, you know, go on the run together. Like almost like, you know, one of those classic kind of seventies sci-fi movies that you would see. But my mind also asked, is this one of those things? Did the government create this guy for her? Is this like, is, is that a spoilery question to ask? Is, does it matter? Is it like, is he, is he manufactured specifically for her? Uh, yes, it is spoilery to ask that. <laughs> okay. So then I, I mean, will not, it's not say anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, uh, uh, it, it's, it, this is not a genuine date, but you like pretty quickly have the rug pulled out from under you, like in several ways of like, okay. way, you know, like it, it's not just a, a setup in a, in a very clear way. I, and, I said, well, I said seventies yeah. sci-fi movies, which I, I, I stick with, but what I should have said, I mean, that almost kind of sounds like 1984 talking yeah. about another, I mean, this whole thing sounds very George well, Orwellian. Like it exactly. has a it's very a Orwellian super, vibe. Yeah. And super contemporary about, you know, where social media and technology and society, like all, you know, overlap and how the government is actually, you know, they have their own version of the social media to, to force her into marrying someone of her species. Um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, it is, I, it, you know, it is what would happen in any theocracy, uh, you know, that, that was allowed to sort of make laws um, based on, on the myths that they believe. I mean, this is in uh, different ways, a very similar story to bitch planet. Um but it's told in this, like the, the artwork is so fun and colorful and like, uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, hesitate to use this word cause it's on the back cover and, and it does sound like a sommelier or something, but it is thrilling and fantasy it's thriller and fantasy. And there's the sensuality to it. You know, it's got these just, just bright, vivid, like 
you know, bold colors that are not just of one, like, you know, it's not just all like warm, uh, you know, reds and pinks and oranges and stuff. It's like, there's, there's nice, cool colors and it, it goes between them really well. And it like uses the color a lot to tell the story. And it uses just the panels, like the way the panels do close-ups on just body parts, like really extreme close-ups. Like there's, you know, just one of like the lips of Leslie and her date, like as you know, they're talking, there's sort of an awkward moment of silence, like that you know, they're going to kiss. And it's like the super, super close up of that. Mm-hmm. Um, or the, the way it approaches the, just the sensuality of Leslie, you know, where she's just naked in the bathtub, having her fantasy about this Wolfman creature. And it's, <clears throat> it's, uh, I, you know, bitch planet is, is a harsh, um, uh, like not apocalyptic, but it's like a dystopian, you know, future kind of thing for our own earth um, where a theocracy is involved. And this is, uh, I, like I said, it's like a Zootopia version of that, but of course R rated, you know, with, with naked animals. Now, when you first started explaining it, I thought <laughs> like, I thought this would be kind of another male gaze book, kind of like Canon yeah. Godic's Axion in that, but it's, I mean, but the fact that your friend, uh, is it, is it your name? Jenny, Jeannie, Laney. Laney, um, Laney referred it to you. You read it in your book club, which obviously has some female members. Like it's obviously not this. It sounds like it's just as, I mean, like no the, the I, female readers seem to appreciate and the way the it's woman. Yeah. 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 So it is, I mean, it is a, by a woman and about a woman. Like it is, yeah, you yeah. know, um, and, and uh, definitely put, you know, putting it in that context of these anthropomorphic humanoids. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I guess in that way, it's never strident or like too on the nose about the body autonomy, mm-hmm. but it's just, you know, I mean, it's just like I described, like when she's getting prepped by this, what you you know, like a government agency that runs through this app, like when she's getting prepped for a date and they don't like the clothes she's wearing or the way she's done her hair. And like, like there are hands touching her. And it's that feeling of like, you know, Oh Jesus, like get your hands off this woman. Like that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not, they're not uh, rough with her or being violent or something. It's just like, Oh my God, they are trying to control her body in this very, very obvious way. And it's uh, so, you know, because I can, guess can, because- I, can I can I interrupt real quick? Why do you think? Because if this if um if the author artist is Italian, I'm just trying to think culturally, like where the story came from from her side. Because Italian yeah. Italy's you know women can I mean I I don't maybe I'm out of touch, but when I was in Italy and just from what I know of Italy, like it's a pretty open culture for women. You know, they can dress and do and be as I mean, it's not puritanical in the slightest. So I'm curious, like where. Like well, it, it, it was, did this, was this I mean, purely, you know, was just, was this fantasy? Was this influenced by stuff she was experiencing? Like, I, I'm just trying to get a sense of that. I, I, I don't know. And it's, you know, it's so weird that it kind of defies that. Like you can't just sort of put your finger on it, but I mean, Italy is the, you know, the Pope lives there. Yeah. Um, or that's true. Lives in his own little principality inside the country of Italy. But it's, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they've dealt with this. <laughs> a lot over the centuries. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, but I, you know, that definitely probably I would assume contributes to the sensuality of it, that this is not a militaristic view of femininity. Like bitch planet almost is, you know, bitch Mm -hmm. planets. Like once they're on the bitch planet, like (laughs) they are hardcore, like, you know, like, like physically uh, uh, if not violent, like they're just, uh, you know, like 
physically controlling women, like the women themselves become, you know, violent, I guess, right. and, and physical. Um, and this is not, you know, this is a, a cute little pig girl. That's like kind of chubby and, and she's sensuous and, um, you know, rides her cute little scooter and, and he loves sushi. And so it's very like, you know, it plays against that, I guess. Whereas the, the American view of that dystopia is <laughs> militaristic. Uh, the Italian view of it is, is still kind of sensual and, and goofy and stuff. And it's not like the characters are, um, I mean, there, it also does a good job in uh, an allegorical way of, or metaphorical or whatever. I don't know. It's one or the other of like, it's just the visual representation of them. They are oppressed by the government, but I don't know. I, I don't know that you could say they're repressed. It's not like they're dressing like um, uh, a Mormon fundamentalist or something. You know, they're not mm -hmm. head to toe in these, you know, old timey dresses or something like that. Like they are, you know, Leslie's not afraid to, you know, wear short shorts and, you know, uh, thigh high fishnet stockings or whatever. Like that's just, you know, she's just herself. It's just that the government's making decisions for her. Do you ever uh, do you ever get a sense of her family, her mother or father or sisters yes. and brought like siblings? Like, are they all like well-behaved pig people or well, like, does her mother constantly give her shit about, you know, stretching the, the limits of social, you know, social norms and, and mores and all that? Yeah. That's why I checked myself on like citing what comes from what chapter, because there is a pretty extended <clears throat> flashback sequence where we like start to put together her backstory mm -hmm. and you know i mean it's uh it's just done in a really cool way it, it looks beautiful that's another place where the colors help to tell the story so much because all of a sudden the flashback is like very blue and muted in that way and you're seeing a young pig girl um and as she overhears conversations that her parents are having and you you know you you also are able to put together the the timeline of this that like this was you know, interspecies relationships were outlawed even when she was a young girl. Like she has not grown up in a time where this was ever acceptable. Mm -hmm. So um, it's definitely all formed and shaped her worldview. But like I said, it just, even though you might be able to predict like uh, that a twist is coming, I don't know that you would know exactly what those twists are. And, and just told through this lens of these anthropomorphic humanoids is really interesting. You know, I like, I, and, and the art is so like uh it's just so like alive mm -hmm. you know especially after i've read a couple of real <laughs> dead old school art things lately uh like crisis on infinite earths oh like, yeah this is just wow. so beautiful to read and look at and it absolutely hooked me and i'm so i'm so glad that i have the single issues and we'll probably continue to get physical copies but the next volume I'll probably buy digitally so that I'm able to just sort of read all the chapters together and, and take it in that way. Nice. I mean, it's, yeah, it's definitely like, especially with the great like close-ups and detail on like, you know, Mirka and Dolfo almost uses the, the panels. I guess I was trying to describe this a little bit with the, the lips digression as like zoom ins, you know, mm -hmm. where like a series of panels is like basically the same, um, uh, you know, like staging, but they're just zooming in on like a, you know, a detail of that staging as, as the story gets told. And so going through the guided view, of course, just makes it so perfect. Cause you're like, you're just getting, getting that cinematic quality of like, you know, uh, the wide shot to the close up. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's definitely not safe for work or trains or planes or any sort of public space. It is not, um, <laughs> it's not appropriate for children uh, whatsoever, uh, although the covers would probably <clears throat> give that away. Um, but it is, you know, it's, it, it's so weird to describe something with such a dark subject matter as like a fun read. But, I, but honestly, I think that's what the art does to me. Like, I'm like, oh, I enjoyed this so much. You know, I just nice. can't wait to dive into the next big volume of it. Very cool. Well, you've convinced me to go give it a give it a try, and it, I'm glad you did because it, you know I always, for whatever reason, I think because there is so much uh, to consume and look at when you walk into a shop. I don't typically, I you know, if, if it's in a bag that I can't open, I'm like, okay, whatever. Exactly. You know, so the fact that you know this next time I go in, I will search this out and just you know give it a chance, or, or go to Comicsology and, and grab a. You grab it if it's on sale or if it becomes part of their their membership, which I need to get back on again. I got a yeah. lot of value out of that membership last year. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. It's yeah, I mean it's definitely and it's you know, there's probably a bigger question that we don't want to get into today, but let's just put a pin in it and keep coming back to it of <clears throat> there's something that you know, the way especially the way we've talked about how image does those first trades, where generally the first collection of any image book is $9.99. That is such a good way to do this because I feel like those uh, those titles, they need to survive to the first trade so you can see it in bulk and know where it's going. Yeah. And yeah. it's sort of like after that, it's easy to decide on a new series. Yeah, I want to start picking up the single issues because I don't want to wait for the trade. You know, like yeah. I know there's two more single issues out of this that I have not yet read. Well, there's also um, the economics, especially with, in, with yeah. image. Um, and this is really interesting because they're the current – um, hang on a second here. The current editor in chief of image, Eric Stevenson has two titles that, uh, have basically not canceled, but they're on indefinite hiatus yeah. because they, the, um, solicitations went down and those are, they're not like us, which had two issues left in the third, the current, uh, series. And then, um, nowhere men, two of my favorite series, Eric Stevenson's the, the author and he's the editor in chief of image. And yeah. if they don't, you know, if you don't solicit single issues at a certain rate, they won't continue the series. So, and, and I'm torn by that because I love certain things, especially they're not like us. I want to read in one collected volume, yeah. but I'm learning pretty quickly that if you don't get on board with some of these single issues when they happen, that does impact the longevity and health of a series. If it's not like, if, unless it's by Hickman or any of those big, you know, big time, uh, you know, big creators, like, right. You know, those guys can kind of do whatever they want, but some of these smaller series, and you really need to give them a chance. If you like it, go grab single issues or go grab some variant covers that you that you really like to keep it keep it afloat. I absolutely, and it's um, uh, this has done a uh, unnatural has done a really awesome job with the variant covers. Um, they're not all as lewd as I described that one, um, <laughs> but it but there's a in the collected edition there's a ton of what we call the DVD extras. Yeah. So you see a bunch of those variant covers and different artists interpreting the character, and you know I just love that stuff. And honestly, seeing that in the digital that makes me want to go get the print of the collected edition. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I actually want these in print, like you know, in a book. Um. But yeah, I just uh, it, it's it was so cool to finally read the whole thing at once and get into the story and just, you know, adore the art and feel like, ah, I can't wait to read the next one. You know? Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's a, a rare feeling. Even when I love a book, it's, it tends to be one or the other, the story or the art that's pulling me along. And yeah. So cool. Is that at all? 
Cool, cool. Well, Todd, where can folks find us if they want to get more book reviews and thoughts and points of view and and all that good stuff? Where can they where can they find us? Sure, we're on every podcast, uh, popular podcast uh, app and platform that you might want. Stitcher and Google Podcasts and iTunes. Um, uh, you love Pocket Casts, and uh, yeah, we we're everywhere. Um, so look for panelism on those places. You can also find us on Instagram at panelism.ink. Yep. We've got the dot and the ink in there and that's ink like the, the stuff you paint with, um, or, or write with. Um, and I, I got to plug, I mean, I got to keep saying our Instagram is like one of the best things we've done because yeah. uh, it turns out who would have thought comic <laughs> comics are kind of uh, a visual medium. Yeah. And <laughs> it took us this long to get an official Instagram account um, running, you know, three years of doing a podcast and uh, yeah, it's just this cool place where we show off a lot of our favorite panels or the books that we're talking about that week, or, you know, just highlight, we do things like on Fridays, uh, highlight a first issue of a certain series that we're enjoying and, um, definitely follow us on Instagram You can also find us on the web at panelism.inc. That is a new domain. Uh, and that is pretty much the exhaustive list. Well, folks, you can find uh, like like the tells where you can find us. We will we'll catch you again on next episode. And thanks for listening. Tell your friends, and I'll talk to you next time, sir. All right, bye bye. God, every, I was, what is my outro? I don't know, dude. I, I never have one. weird kick lately like <laughs> i uh, i salute you but man like talk about save it for the podcast let me let me oh. get the intro